Got a DB to my right, a DB to my left. I hope they don't get pissed. I hope they don't have flashbacks. If not, I'm screwed. About to get sandwiched. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? No, but I'm quick, though. I'm quick. I'm quick. Took a little break. Now we're back. Yes. You were a little under the weather. I was. But now you're back. I feel great now. Are you on the protocol? I am. I'm feeling like a million bucks. Okay. Cohen ain't got shit on that. No. I, yeah, I didn't catch COVID, though. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Yeah. I know, but, I, you know, it's funny because every time anybody's sick, now it's all, all of a sudden it's COVID. COVID. Right? Oh, they coughed. It's the, COVID. The moment you cough, it's COVID. Yeah. I did crazy. have a little cough. Yeah. I did take a COVID test. And negative. Negative. Yeah. Um, I had COVID almost a year ago now. I had it bad when I had it. Yeah. I had it about a year ago, too. Yeah. So I, I didn't. I knew it wasn't COVID. Just... You know what I did? I vaccinated myself. Did you? With, yeah. Now with, now with Johnson & Johnson. Now with Pfizer, now with Moderna. They weren't out yet <laughs> with, with Tony Bosch. <laughs> no, so <laughs> swear to God, I, I, I took uh, exosomes RNA, injected them, called it a day. And, the, I been and guess what? I still got the antibody. I'm, I'm vaccinated. But we, we, should, we shouldn't discuss that here because, God forbid, big pharma hears me. Anyway, um, so did you do you remember the movie Rudy? Yes. Did you Very like it? I inspirational did. movie. There, there's a lot of inspirational football movies. Right. That was a really good one. That that was a great one. Yeah. So we have the pleasure to have the Rudy of the <laughs> University of Miami. <laughs> I he's a Rudy of the University of Miami. Uh, not because of his size. Right. Yeah. Not because of his speed. All the other tangibles. But all the other tangibles. And um he was outspoken as Rudy. Okay. He was very entertaining as Rudy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I think more so. But anyway, um, you know, it's great to have you here, Paris. Thank you, Tony. Mr. Paris Feely. Yes, sir. In the house with us. That's right. Thank with, you for having with, me. With, with uh, Nick and, and, and myself. Really yeah, appreciate you. Thank you for coming out. Thank you, Tony. Um, now, besides playing for UM, I'm a Columbus guy, so I always like yes, to go, I want to start. I want to start. I want to start, you know, a couple years yes, sir. prior to you play for Columbus. I did. How, and, and how was that? That was great. Uh, so it's it exciting. Uh, right. Growing up in South Florida, obviously football is life down here. Uh, you know, I've traveled all over the country, and I, I think you get arguments from people in Texas or California about how they think their football is superior. There's nowhere like South Florida. Uh, we've got the fastest athletes. Uh, we have year-long weather that allows us to play spring football and have seven-on-seven -seven competitions, et cetera. And, uh, man, it, you know, playing in, in my own high school, I, when I was at Columbus, uh, my quarterback was Brian Greasy, who eventually, of course, goes on to Michigan, wins a national championship for Michigan, plays for Denver, wins uh, a Super Bowl as a backup, too. And Tom Brady right behind them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, my my other running back, I played fullback and defensive back uh, in high school. Uh, my other running back was Daniel Ferguson, who led Dade County in rushing and ends up being a, a Division One University of Miami, mm -hmm. uh, uh, all-decade player, actually, for University of Miami as running back. Uh, and shoot, you look around the team, uh, Mike Lowell uh, played baseball for us when I was there before he right. transferred out to Coral Gables. Great guy, by the way, very smart guy, all AP classes, right, right. real brilliant dude. And then, uh, shoot, our, our star basketball player was a freshman by the name of Alex Rodriguez, who <laughs> also played baseball but left Columbus because he wanted to play pitcher and they were insisting he played shortstop. Yeah, and I think I think I think Brother Herb was the the, the That's right. coach there. Brother Herb, and and the story. This is what the story. The story goes like this: it says, uh, um, you know, why don't you try 
playing ping pong. Mm -hmm. Uh, really? Because, yeah, I don't know if you know that story. No, so so, he shut him down, huh? He shut him down. You know, why don't you try playing ping pong? Because you'll never make it as a, as a ball player. And, um, the, uh, you know, let's fast forward. I think yeah. Brother Herb received, every year he would receive a ping pong table after uh, after Alex. Alex. <laughs> well, I got nothing but love for Alex. As you know, he's a big supporter of University of Miami. Yes. Uh, and, and a true Miami guy. So, you know, uh, and, and it's funny, I can relate maybe to what Alex uh, went through talking about the Rudy story, mm. because one of the things that I heard frequently uh, growing up in Dade County, and I was a, a football player and a track athlete. Uh, you can imagine being a, a five foot, you know, nine, five foot 10 uh, white guy in Dade County. There's a lot of people who told me maybe I should play ping pong. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, I use that as motivation. That was right. uh, for me, every time somebody told me I couldn't do it, made me work a little bit harder than Jim, made me push a little bit harder out on the field to try to get faster, to try right. to get stronger. Uh, and, you know, I it, end up playing ball at University of Miami. And, and, and how uh, was that? Or did you just uh, did you did you did, were you awarded a scholarship or did you just walk on? So here's what's interesting. Uh, I had scholarship offers to other uh, schools around the country, like uh, mm -hmm. Tulane University, uh, Boston University, Western Michigan. Naval Academy uh, and some of those uh, pretty decent programs. Uh, and Duke actually was the one I was leaning towards. Uh -huh. uh, but uh, a guy by the name of Ed Orgeron, who everybody knows now as yeah. uh, the uh, LSU coach, yeah. uh, talked to me. And I, I had known Ed for, for several years. Coach O, as we called him, uh, knew me from when I was in high school and used to go to the football camps. That's kind of a funny story, but he's got that strong Cajun accent. And uh, he used to call me Billy. Uh, it was a sure point. Like it didn't even ever know my name. Right. But my last name is Feely. And I guess he had heard Billy when I was like a freshman in high school. So for several years, including after I went to UM, he'd be like, Billy, Billy, come on over here. You get here, Billy, you get into play. Right. And uh, I actually had, it was funny. My sophomore year was uh, at UM. One of the other coaches said, why are you calling him Billy? His name is Paris. And, and Coach O looked almost hurt. <laughs> I've known him since he was this high. Your name is Billy, right? I said, Coach, I'm just happy you call me anything. Dude, you call me Billy. That's fine. It's Paris Feely, but Billy's good for me. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so what happened with UM was kind of interesting. Uh, I, I had decent academics, uh, and uh, I, I got an ROTC scholarship to University of Miami. Okay. And at UM, the ROTC scholarship, Army ROTC scholarship, paid 80%. Uh, Coach O and, and Dennis Erickson was head coach at the time, also knew me, uh, pulled some strings and I got to manage uh, the other 20% was covered by University of Miami. Mm -hmm. So I was a, I, I think they call it a preferred walk-on or right. whatever they call it. Uh, they put me through the ringer though, same deal. In order to make the team, uh, it was an early uh, Saturday morning tryout. A uh, hundred of us tried out. Uh, and uh, the way they try you out is they take all your measurements, they make you do the 40 and all that stuff. But then here's the real killer. You ran 15 100-meter sprints with 30 seconds between each sprint, and they had a very specific time you had to make it in under each of those sprints. Uh, by the time you're done, at least half the 100 can't even make those sprints. Like right. you're on the side throwing up and dying. Um, I was really proud that year. I was one of only five of that 100 that actually made the team, and of those five, I was the only skilled player that made it. We had two quarterbacks. They always take quarterbacks because they want extra arms to throw right. balls during practice. And the other two guys were kickers. Same idea. You have punters who kick the ball for special teamers. So for me, uh, they put me down defensive back. Uh, wasn't big enough anymore to play running back. The running backs at the U at that time, we had uh, Donnell Bennett. Oh, yeah. You know, Donnell, mm -hmm. six foot two. Uh, he had a great career at Kansas City. Uh, is actually a coach down here now 
uh, up in, in Broward high school coach, uh, really great guy, but he, uh, he, uh, he was one of our running backs. Then of course I mentioned Daniel Ferguson was out there. Uh, and those guys are all over six foot tall and a couple hundred pounds. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have a, good, a couple hundred pounds until I was long time out of football. <laughs> it wasn't the kind of weight you wanted, right? I'm on your protocol. It's starting to work. starting to go down, Tony. Thank you for that. Awesome. Uh, awesome. But yeah, man. So they put me a defensive back. I did some uh, uh, kick return special teams. And pretty much the life of a walk-on is wherever they need you to be, you play. So I remember, you know, uh, playing the position of uh, – work done one uh one year as the scout team you know because i was quick the one thing that i always had going for me was i ran a 4 4 40 right right and by the way in high school that was great you're always the fastest guy on your team oh, of university of miami not so much That's you right. am 4 4 you're like okay you're good yeah. but it's not like anything big we had guys like uh uh you know alfred shipman uh, i remember, alfred remember alfred shipman. Shipman? oh yeah uh and he was a lineman so no 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 al shipman uh, number 32 he was a running back slash receiver Oh, okay, but okay, but nice I, yeah, build, yeah, yeah, nice build. That dude probably ran at least a four three, That's completely fast. And then big more, guy too. Yeah, it was very thick. Uh, and then uh, you speak of big guys. Uh, I'm sorry, I kind of ramble on this stuff, but it's all kind of coming in. Uh, Warren Sapp, of course, yes. was on my team, mm -hmm. right? Uh, mean dude, <laughs> completely mean. Whatever you heard is probably true. All right, <laughs> uh, but he uh, he was six feet tall, and I don't know what they list him at, but he was six feet tall and at least three hundred pounds couple stories about him uh he could he could slam dunk a basketball at that weight and height incredible An incredible athlete probably could have been the best player at any position he wanted depending on how he let his body go mm. but at 300 pounds he ran a four six that's amazing is that insane, that is insane. and, and by insane. the way for those y'all remember you, you know i saw him when he played at tampa for the buccaneers right. i remember chase down jerry rice from behind mm -hmm. So it wasn't a fluke, like he just had one good day where he ran a 4.6. Uh, that dude was fast and scary. And scary. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, re I remember you sharing some stories with me that, that, that you know, that, that guy is uh, <laughs> yeah, very scary, he's very beast, mean. Man. He's a beast. And, 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 and what you see is what you get yeah. with, 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 with uh, Warren's hot. So, all right. So you, you played from 92 to, what, 96, 95? So I blew my knee out junior year in spring football in right. 95. Okay. So I wasn't there for my final season, don't, but I had three years ago. Right. I remember I remember those years. Nick, I don't know if you remember those years uh, at UM, but the, they had exceptional players. I yes, mean, they, they, they were, you know, you, you they, those are the years, I think, they, they had the most recruits to the NFL, or the most, you know. Right. Uh, Early 90s. It was like yeah. Lamar Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Ray Lewis. Williams, yep. Phillips. Warren Sapp, Ray Lewis. All these guys. And some guys you don't even think about anymore, but they were big deals for us. Kennard Lang. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, our entire linebacking crew. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they, they, you know, that whole group of guys, amazing <laughs> how good they were. Um, and, and, and they went on to be great, great athletes. And, and a lot of them played in the NFL. Sure. But you never won a championship. No, sir. <laughs> thank you thank you for reminding me i'm of that. sorry we're <laughs> i'm sorry but, but you know I, I remember the the bama game yes sir it surprised me because yeah i was younger obviously but bama like to me came out of nowhere yeah and uh i remember everyone in the country talking about how fast miami is but yeah bama would look fast so like, like you know lamar the, thomas play we mentioned earlier yeah like the george teague play oh there you go that yeah play. but you know what and that was the key and i guess that's true of, of a lot of football games but 
on that particular day, Alabama outplayed us. Right. right? I still say we were a better team. Uh, and you can look back at UM history. I think we were a better team than Penn State when we played them in the Fiesta mm-hmm. Bowl that year. I know we were a better team than Ohio State when you know 2002 team played them. Oh, that, that, uh, that I'm not a it's insane. guy, but that, yeah. that game pisses me off. Yeah, as does it, it me, me and everybody else who loves the Especially game. Especially being a DB, it's like, yeah. that guy, no. Not right. But the reality I'll is. I'll defend you on that play. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the reality is on that particular day, they outplayed us, and there was a couple of plays in that game that changed it. Of course, the most famous is the George Teague play. Right. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't remember the George Teague play, uh, Lamar Thomas caught the ball and looks like he's running for a touchdown. George Teague, who ended up being a, a first-round pick by the Green Bay Packers, defensive back runs up behind Lamar, grabs the his arm in such a way that he twists the arm back and takes the ball right away from uh, Lamar Thomas and runs it back the other way mm-hmm. himself. Uh, they say that play is probably one of the most uh, influential plays in, in any college game that's ever happened, yeah. not just for the fact it changed the, the tone of a national championship game, but it actually flip-flopped the positions that those two players went in the NFL draft. Lamar Thomas was predicted to be a first-rounder and to be a second-rounder and had a great career, and George Teague was predicted to be a second-rounder and becoming a first-rounder, probably just on that play alone. <laughs> that, that, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's, that, that's and so and and uh, and so you were there in ninety two, ninety three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ninety three, uh, our Fiesta Bowl was in ninety four. Right, uh, that, uh, that ni- right, ninety four. Yeah. Right, you were a sophomore. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and that season we played against uh, the uh, the Arizona uh, Arizona Cardinals, Arizona Wildcats in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, University of Arizona, right. Yeah, uh, twenty nine to zero. We lost that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, I remember that one. I remember a couple stories on, on that particular one. Is uh, uh, Coach Erickson uh, didn't even talk to us at halftime. Like <laughs> he, he, he just let the it. seniors kind of yell at us. We were doing so poorly. Uh, I don't think we ever got past the fifty yard line. Uh, and their their defense was nasty. They had Ted Bruschi. Right. Uh, they called it the desert desert swarm defense. Yeah. Um, and we just didn't play real well. Frank Costa was our quarterback. Yeah. Uh, we I had remember, changed. Yeah. Gino Toretta was my quarterback my freshman mm-hmm. year, won the Heisman. We went to Frank Costa uh, the following year, which was a significant drop off in terms of stats and, and performance, obviously. Great guy, but you know, we didn't uh, succeed quite as much. Uh, one one kind of funny story on that particular year was uh, before the Fiesta Bowl, uh, when we were still practicing back at, at the U, uh, one of my teammates, a guy by the name of Dwayne Johnson. Oh, yeah. I remember <laughs> Dwayne. Rock, right? <laughs> I remember Dwayne. You remember they, Dwayne. Everybody was talking about what they were going to do after football was over, right? And uh, Dwayne, of course, came from a wrestling background, a wrestling family, and even brought up, well, you know, if I don't go pro, I'm, I'm probably going to go into the family business, which mm-hmm. is wrestling. And I remember people teasing him and saying, to him, oh, you know, you're going to be wearing tights. It's going to be crazy, Dwayne. Whatever, man. And uh, Dwayne back at the time had like a fade. <laughs> so he looked a little bit differently than he does now, right? And what's crazy is he's actually the only one of us that looks better today than he did 25 yeah. years ago. He, he's, uh, on the, he's on a protocol. You know, yeah, <laughs> I would say probably. <laughs> the reality of it is uh, everybody started teasing him. And then, uh, you know, of course, he had the last laugh on that. I think uh, I, I heard he got into wrestling and did some some acting or something after that. But yeah, I think he's done well. <laughs> he's been okay. Yeah. By the way. You- yeah. Great guy. He's actually an awesome dude. So yeah, he he is what what yeah. what what he perceives to be. He is, and, and he's not cocky or arrogant. When he comes back in, he's always friendly. Uh, I would say there's a couple of guys that I really stand out of people I really strongly respect, and a bunch of them. Those guys are my friends, obviously, right? But uh, Dwayne uh, was a great guy, and the other guy you might have heard is Tuan Russell. Tuan yes, Russell absolutely. was a linebacker for us. Later on, played for the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, and I think Dolphins. to this day, 
so he coaches at St. Thomas Aquinas now. Uh, uh, give him back to the to, he played at St. Thomas in high school. Give him back to the kids, right? But the other thing is, I think he has a position within the Dolphins where he's like community relations uh, liaison. But great guy, really awesome guy. So I really respect him a lot. As Terrific. Well, so. When did you have your injury? The junior year. Junior year. Yeah, junior year spring football. So in uh, in uh, college, and I guess in South Florida here, we have spring football. Not everywhere in the country, but. What happens is uh, you have the, the fall, which is the regular season. And then uh, after regular season, you start working out and training. Uh, but then you have spring and spring football for University of Miami. Uh, we started practicing, say, March uh, and went into April. Uh, and uh, I was uh, on a coverage drill and uh, uh, it was a quick out. And I planted, came down. I had done it a thousand times before. And when it came down, popped my ACL and that was it. That was it. That was, that was the end of uh, yeah. when you was that. So that would be. Going into 95, I guess. 95, oh, so 96. back then, that's a career-ending injury. You know what? It, it was a lot different than it is today. I hear these yeah. guys now. Uh, of course, Derek King right now yeah. is, is going to be back for fall. He just right. blew himself out at the yeah. end of the last season. For us, it would be at least a year. You know? Yeah, I tore mine in 2010. Okay. And maybe five months I was ready. That's amazing. My season wasn't there yet, so yeah. I, I prolonged my therapy just to right. get it stronger. But I never wore a knee brace or anything. Yeah, see, that's amazing. So, and by the way, even ten years before me, those guys they, they had the huge zippers and they had to reconstruct everything. Mine, when they did this, and it's only like a two inch little cut and the whole deal. Yeah. And I was able to play again. That was amazing. <laughs> so it's it's wild how the uh, you know the technology has improved. So you didn't play your senior year? No, sir. No, I did not. Uh, uh, but Again, the experience was there, and I've, I've never regret any of it. I went back and got my MBA at UM as well, so you know they still That's welcome great. me back. And uh, so let, yeah. let, let's talk about what you're doing today. All right. So I okay. So you guys, the Feely brothers. There's three brothers, right? Uh, with four of us, actually, yeah. Three brothers, one one sister, uh, or four brothers. Four brothers, and we have uh, two sisters. Oh, and two sisters. Yeah, we're five. Irish Catholic, man. We, <laughs> we us, man. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. So I know that. Uh, you, your, uh, yourself, um, uh, Kevin, also, yes, right? Yep. Kevin Feely. Who's also on your protocol. Oh, who's on? <laughs> du- got us all. Du- Dustin. Yep. Dustin. Yep. Uh, and by the way, Dustin has a hell of a show, WQAM, yep. the Dustin mm-hmm. Feely show. Real estate, Miami, little sports, yep. little Tony Bosch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to get you on that show. Let's do we'll it. do a little Nick Turnbull. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys... Uh, originated with with it or, or or you guys started your careers in the bed industry right in the, yes, in the mattress industry yes, okay can you can you tell yeah, us how absolutely. that uh, how uh, that occurred so it, accidentally in my my case uh, my older brother uh kevin was the mm-hmm. first of us in the in the business he was one of the founders of mattress giant which okay. uh, mattress giant became a very large a retailer of mattresses right. uh, a few years ago was bought out by mattress firm, but at one time had 300 stores across the country selling mattresses and promoting sleep. Uh, my brother Dustin then got involved into it. Uh, and then uh, I was a school teacher initially, uh, but as a school teacher and I, I loved it, but I, again, I'm Irish Catholic. I have a lot of kids. <laughs> I kept running out of money before I ran out a month. So I complained to my brothers and said, Hey man, I got to figure something out. And they're like, you know, you get all this education, you're stupid. <laughs> Come work with us. You know, you'll enjoy the mattress business, see what you think. And uh, one summer, went to work in one of the stores and really enjoyed interacting with, with uh, the public. Always looked at myself as, instead of being sales, uh, more a, a beducator. 
I bet you get it. Educated like, people about like that. Like that. Uh, decided I take a year off from teaching, and it, it turned into a twenty-five year career. That's great. Uh, and That's through great. the years, I've worked for Serta. I worked for Sealy, so some of the major uh, manufacturers. Top executive uh, up there, right? Yes, sir. Right. As a vice president uh, with. So uh, I, I, so I respect. You know, I, I respect Paris's uh, knowledge right. of mattresses and beds so much that we've been working on a athletic performance bed for 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 a little bit now, uh, and we're almost ready to roll it out. Uh, so, so, you know, when, when I, when I wanted to do this, I said, well, I, you know, I need to find mm -hmm. the best. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and we have here the, 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 he's definitely not the Rudy of the mattresses no, sure. uh, <laughs> in the street. <laughs> no, he's, he's a Michael Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Not, not the LeBron, the Michael Jordan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for that clarification. This is better. <laughs> <laughs> he's the MJ of the, of, of, the, of the mattress industry and so um, you know one thing that I want to share with you guys that Paris already knows is um, sleeping is is about performance um, you know the, 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 the better the sleep the deeper the sleep the better the body rejuvenates mm -hmm. uh, there's cellular regeneration matter of fact um it's all, you're refueling your body while while you're sleeping. If you're young, uh, if you're a young athlete, it's extremely important to, uh, to sleep because that's really how you grow. You know, correct. and and you grow in muscle, you grow grow in stature. Uh, growth factors uh, come into play there. Matter of fact, testosterone is reproduced at night uh, while you're sleeping, so it's almost like refueling yourself, right? And so much so that back in the day, back back in the biogenesis days, when I dealt with these athletes. One of the things that I that that interestingly enough that that I would do is I would put these athletes where the 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 head would be a little higher, the the feet would be a little higher, mm -hmm. right, right above the heart, right. So now you got better circulation, and actually I would IV them, and 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 administrate whatever I was going to administrate at that time in that position. Interesting, right? So and and the theory behind the whole thing was. It was better circulation, mm -hmm. increased oxygenation of the red blood cells, which means higher hematocrits at that time. Nitric oxide shoots up. All right, now you could deliver, you could deliver the medicine a lot quicker, and the efficacy was a hundred percent. It was it was always there, and of course back in the day we didn't have these fancy mattresses. They had no idea, so they weren't prepared with fancy mattresses, okay. right? And so we had to do with. What we had to deal with whatever we had to deal with, you know, pillows on the head, mm. pillows on the, uh, on the foot. So in speaking with Paris, um, I said, man, if we would have a bed that would can, can, can put someone at, at this angle, you know, uh, and he said, oh, yeah, there's the zero G or zero gravity beds that actually Na NASA was the one that, that, that created it. Mm -hmm. And, um, we could do it, and, and what you get is basically what you call a 120-degree angle. Mm. And if you really look at it, when your feet are propped up like that in the air and your head is propped up in that, it's almost like zero gravity. It's funny. Right? I lay like that on the couch. Mm -hmm. is, is that how you, is that how put, you do it? I put my head on one armrest and my feet on the other armrest. Right. Same Interesting. thing. Same concept. Interesting. And you were saying a story on the, on the way here yeah. uh, that – you know, hey, if you've ever played Pop Warner football, if you've played any type of football, the coach would tell you what? Hey, well, I've, you know, I've, after you were like out of gas or whatever, after a play 
or after a few set of downs, he would pull you over to the sideline and tell you, hey, lay down, put your feet up on the bench. Yeah, especially and, at halftime. Or at halftime, right? Back, we'd put our legs up on the bench. And so uh, that's yeah. the idea. So we, we, we came together, and based on, you know, physiological – physiological science uh, uh, and and his expertise in in the betting industry, we came up with an uh, athletic performance bet. Um, and I think, I think it's going to, it's going to be a hit, you know, uh, I've already been asked about it and um, you know, and, and we're about to roll it out. So that's something that I, that I wanted to talk about. Thank all right. You know, I, yeah. I want to give Nick, the first bet that yeah. when it comes out. All right. Okay. <laughs> You're lucky man, Nick. Right. So, so, no, it, it's it's very important. Um, performance about everything. It's performance in while you're sleeping. It's performance while you're at work. Sure. It's performance while you're sitting. It's performance how you deal with relationships, right? So uh, your relationships. Yeah. So emotional performance, cognitive performance, yeah. performance in the bedroom, mm -hmm. you know, performance in, in the golf course, which we're, we're all – uh, well, you guys are retired athletes. I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pretend athlete. But anyway, um, so, uh, you know, but we, we still have the athlete within. Right. And I still try to play golf. Yep. And it's very important uh, how we rejuvenate ourselves. Um, and, you know, one of the ways is sleep. And the interesting part about this bed is that it takes you to a stage three non or uh, non-REM or REM sleep because uh, everybody talks about REM sleep, right? And there's REM sleep and non-REM sleep. Um, and very few people have that non-REM sleep because that's your, that's your deepest sleep. Right. And you'd be surprised how many people that I've heard or they still come to me and said, listen, this is great. I'm strong. I'm big. I'm chiseled. Mm -hmm. You know, I got, you know, 8% body fat or whatever. I can't sleep. So that's part of it. And sleep is so important. It is crucial, Tony. And and there's five stages of sleep. And uh, you're right. Here's the reality. If you don't get to all those stages of sleep throughout the night, let's say you toss and turn, you're not supported the right way, pressure points or whatever in right. your mattress causing you that, you can lay in bed for 12 hours and still wake up not rested. Uh -huh. uh, and a lot of people suffer from that. They say, hey, you know what? It's not just about how many hours you're in bed. You know, they always argue about you need six to eight hours sleep or maybe more. Right. It's about the quality as much as the quantity. Uh, and to your point, uh, athleticism, uh, most elite athletes understand performance is based on recovery. That's what it is. That's it. And sleep is the key to recovery. Absolutely. And so, I've always preached that. You're, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. Wait, and I'm excited about doing this with you, by the way, because you're you're passionate about performance enhancement. Absolutely. And performance. Absolutely. Uh, Just human yeah. performance. You are. You know, we, we're, we're young. We have a life to live, and, and we want to do it at a at a, at a very, uh, you know, uh, high performance level, right? Quality of life. And this is important. And and, 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 and this is great for, for, for me professionally because – I started with the body, and so that's when you're, you know, you're, when you're awake. And then, you know, a few years ago, I brought in mind and body connection. Mm -hmm. And now we're talking about refueling that mind and body while you're sleeping. But I want to thank you for having, for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. Uh, Nick, thank you for the input. Always. Okay. This is the last time I'm going to be between two defensive backs. <laughs> <laughs> thank God I made it through this one. Thank you. I'll see you next time.